was wise to the world of danger. One who is new to the stories of old. One who is privy to the mysteries that linger. What will they find on their quest into? Welcome, faithful listener, to episode 17 of Tales of Bone and Ice, a D&D 5e actual play horror comedy podcast starring Marilyn as Maris Terraset, Candor as Condemned, Grimhilda as Sukunkana, and myself, Brian Sherwood, as the DM. Today we have a guest by the name of Nightmare who was playing Eli, and without further ado, let's dive into yet another bone-chilling adventure. Hey! All right, everybody, roll me your recap rolls! Wait, no, we have to cold open first! I'm gonna roll you a recap roll, you dumb little bitch! <laughs> Where's the cold open? All right, Nightmare, you made someone break down. Oh, yeah, yeah! Oh. <laughs> so, basically, we were we were running D&D, and uh, we had a player leave uh, that has left the campaign, so I have had to take over their role as NPC, and they had a very heavy talk coming up because they were a couple, Aru and Lark. They proposed to one another, and then Aru, she just fucked off. She left. She went to go find the big bad and solve it before anyone else can get there overnight, without any conversation, without really saying anything. It took off for two years, and there was a lot of unresolved trauma. Uh, Lark ended up getting a pet called B.A., Better Aru. <laughs> get wrecked. Yeah, they had a conversation, and Lark thought it was going to lead to breaking up, and when Aru dropped the line of, we're not like Belinor and Azo, we're, we're different. We threw ourselves into this without really thinking. She, I heard her audibly choke and then try to stumble through the rest of the sentence crying. And yeah, the, the player had to step away for a bit. And it was very like, oh, okay. Uh, I didn't expect that to happen. But um, man, it was a good moment. It's so funny how like people can get so like emotionally invested into like fiction. It is my goal to make players feel the real things. Every time that Grim and I have had like a D&D game where like I play for any extended period of time as the DM with her, each character character that she's had has always been so connected that she's like up late at night crying at Aww. least at least once or twice yeah and whose fault is that <laughs> i saw the tweet the other day i'm like i'm feeling real things like, it's okay it's a good thing i cry too much about things anyway uh, in my home game one of my players has parents who are like alive and kind of evil but they're kind of evil so it works out and they have like a really wholesome relationship is like the big thing. But my table is a bunch of Zoomers who are all like emotionally detached from their parents. So sometimes they're just like, oh, is this my favorite part of the campaign? I'm not comfortable. I, I do. I, I love that. Like, it's just like power fantasy. I could be sexy. I could be smart. I could be strong. I could have parents that like me. Yeah. Oh, man. Woo! 
Ooh, doggy. I get have parents that aren't divorced. Oh! I'm trying to think as a Zoomer if I'm emotionally detached from my parents. What's a Zoomer? Anyone born after 95. I was born one year out. 94? <laughs> no, I was born in 96. No, that's before. Oh, I don't know how math works. <laughs> it's okay. I'm an English major, not a math major. I don't know how numbers work, but I'm dyslexic, so I don't really know how words work either. Oh, you love a challenge. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I am challenged. <laughs> God, aren't we all? All right, now give me your recap rolls. Jesus Christ. 19. I got a 15. <laughs> I got a natural 20. <gasps> wow, I got an 11. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that Nightmare would get it again and he'd have to improv nonsense again. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I was prepared. I didn't even have to ask you specifically to roll. You were like, got it. <laughs> I have a notebook somewhere. Where's my notebook? Of exactly what happened last session. And boy, is it a is it a mess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear Candor's version first. Right. <laughs> what was the first thing that happened? Because I can't remember. If I can get like the first thing, I think I you can- <laughs> that was not the first thing that happened. It was the first thing that happened in my mind. Oh, we go to Milf Town is the first thing that happened. I, I missed about. Milf Town? The fuck? <laughs> you missed Milf Town. You missed the town full of Milf. You missed Milf Town. I'm so sorry. Uh, I, got, I, got, I gotta go return some videotapes. <laughs> the first thing that you guys did was uh, woke up from camping and you started heading home. And uh, then Sukunkana started fucking with her alchemy jug and uh, you guys discovered honey and everything in there. Right. Okay. Okay. So we discovered honey, went to, is it duration or continuance? Whatever. Milf town. Whatever it is we're calling milf Milf town. Milftown. Continuance is milf town. Okay. Um, so we went to continuance. We did a fairly brief stop over there, caught up a little bit with, um, Milf's little sis. I'm not going to pretend to remember any of their names. Jewel and Jade. Sure. Um, Milf and Milfette. I'm sorry. I'm just, my brain is not operational right now. Okay. Milf and little sister. Uh, the town is doing like better now under Jewel's direction. Connie had a wrestling match with the Furbolg guy, which went as well as every other fight that Condemned has been in in the past for however long. Went back to Thrive. I should definitely remember our hometown's name. <laughs> Probably good. Yeah, so we went back to Thrive. There was a giant corpse outside. Looked like the town had suffered some damage. Went in Moramdu was dying, it looks like. Groamdu. Groamdu. Right. Moramdu, yes, is the sister. Yes. Groamdu is dying, uh, not due specifically to any wounds in whatever town attack, but because Moramdu was late from her spiritual journey and she needed to, you know, inherit the Highlander juice, presumably. <laughs> So we walked down into the Celestial Stair, which is where we thought was just filled with poison and everybody died, but is actually filled with dwarves. We also got something from the Lizard Boy, the Stable Master, right? No, you got something We got from... a cube from Lion's Gray. Yes. Right. I take notes like a motherfucker. Nice. Okay, we got a cube from Lion's Gray, went down into the thing, met some dwarves, and are looking for the sister. That's it. That's all I got. But they said that they hadn't seen the sister, and we're like, um, we were told sister would be here, and they're like, we haven't seen sister. Right. And I'm like, Uki, give us the sis. Right. So I guess the first thing we got to do then is we should like go back up the stairs and check if she He's like, you know, hiding in a cupboard or something along what, the way. What happened was she had not returned. 
was what they found out from you guys. Uh, from where? Underground. As in she had been there and she had what they found out from you was that she had not returned back to Thrive yet. <gasps> oh, so she might still be down there somewhere. Maybe. Cool. Well, I guess we could find out, couldn't we? Yeah, fucking awesome. She's just staring at some corpses. But I remember we were like, like at the ending, we were just like, hey, bitch, like, can you tell us like where, like, like we got to go because like we got moms dying and he's just like, we all need to chill. Like, I'm going to like, we need to talk. And we're like, we're on a time crunch, motherfucker. Think of us like Amazon delivery people. Like, we don't have time for this. Yeah. We're pissing in bottles on this adventure. And his name is, uh, their name is Balfour Flametooth. Right. Yes. My last note was, he says he hasn't seen Sook's sister. And that, and then I guess I just stopped writing in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ADD, baby. It only works for eight hours. So it's done by this time. <laughs> yeah, hey. Works for eight hours and then it's all gone to hell. <laughs> and then I'm just fucking raw dogging this brain life, you know? Nope. Perfect. Nope. Wish I didn't. You did though. Saying raw dogging, like ah, oh, you go side bare feet. I'm raw dogging again. Like <laughs> yes. it's it's funny. It's funny every time. <laughs> The three of you are standing in a room with Balfour Flametooth and one of their retinue. They say, all right, we have a lot to talk about, so I think that the three of you should sit. Can you get them some chairs? And he gestures to one of the people near the door, uh, and they leave, and uh, they say, this won't take too long, but it's going to be a lot. Okay? If it requires long enough that we need to sit, perhaps there is a truncated version. The sitting's not for the amount of conversation. It's just, it's a lot of... A couple of your friends here look as if they are easily shocked. Rude, but okay. I mean, fair. The dwarf at the door returns with some chairs and uh, puts them behind the three of you and says, All right, you may all sit down. We are a enterprising community under the ice. Whoa. Graham! Sorry, I was just doing something. Sorry, that was really shocking. Who's getting distracted now, huh? You, what do you huh? think? You're, you're, you're using your VTuber model and you just like, whoosh, flew down. Yeah, I was typing something and I hit a hotkey, all right? Calm the fuck down. <laughs> Jesus, this is very distracting. My joke I typed was very funny. Well, since we're distracted, I'm going to say it out loud. Dwarves Incorporated. <laughs> Dwink. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> something about a goblin sassy face going, Dwarves Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Balfour says, uh, somebody new showed up, somebody we hadn't met before, and he seemed to know a lot about the way the world is in, uh, an area that we're not quite familiar with. We asked him to join us in our journey of exploration and cartography on different parts of the world, and he was kind enough to acquiesce. He actually showed up here quite similarly to how people leave and arrive here. Although it was rather unexpected and not near uh, one of the normal places. Can you uh, bring him in? Uh, and he gestures to the same guy and he says, uh, Go get, uh, the, the new guy. He leaves for a little while and he says... Um, Once the guy leaves, I'm condemned as going to ask Balfour. Uh, just because we've been having some issues uh, recently, I want to ensure. Is this new person's name Chop Chop? Uh, I was thinking the same thing. I was also. My butthole was clenched. Mm-hmm. 
No, that's... Oh, thank God. Anyway, if you meet anybody named Chop Chop, don't trust them. They're awful. They can blow up your head. What do they... Are they a specific person or... Uh, they look like um ha ha ha. Like a laugh? Common, 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 common. A crow. Okay, you don't know what that is either. Mm, unfortunately not. She gets out her uh, journal. It hasn't come up much, but it did establish that she writes in her journal. I'm going to say she drew a picture of chop chop and she's like this is a haha oh, they're a black bird except this one looks like a person shape okay that's a uh, good information to have they're evil and terrible they eat people and steal their memories and also kidnap people because of um they want their memories or powers or something i don't know <laughs> i've seen some shit recently and my mom's dying <laughs> okay i'm not having a good day today <laughs> On that note, in comes the man who he sent away to acquire the new guy, as well as Eli. Who the fuck is Eli? <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. We know him. <laughs> <laughs> so you can kind of like point at him. It's like, we, uh, we just, she, she's mind linked, by the way. She's like, we just make, cool. Hey, how was the, how was the daddy dimension or wherever you went? <laughs> he he kind of, le- he leans on his staff and just sort of rests on his wrist. It seems we keep meeting in the most precarious of circumstances. Yes. Have they filled me in on why they're here? Or why they're shoving me in a room with such familiar faces? Uh, They just mentioned that uh, you're going to be helping these people explore an area that you're familiar with. I've been told our paths are now intertwined. Does that mean that you're going to be helping us find this more undo? Yeah, can you help us better than you did in the fight? No offense. Mm, I have no control over Glass. When he chooses to take me away, that's his own prerogative. Sounds like an unhealthy relationship. Well, some of the most longest-running relationships are built on toxicity. That's true, but sad. Oh, wow. <laughs> Out of character, yikes. God, in character. Oofta boofta. <laughs> All right, so Condemn doesn't say TikTok, but only because he doesn't know what a clock is. Um, instead, he says, so I don't know if we've mentioned that we're under a time pressure a dozen times yet, but I feel like we must be getting close. Yes? Yeah, how is this guy going to save Sukunkana's mom? There's no delicate way to put this. Uh, we have access to several portals to different parts of the of the world. Morondu went through one, as per part of her training. And as it goes, she is supposed to go through the portal and then walk her way back to thrive. I see. If you are to help her, to help grow Andu as well, you have to go to the same portal that she went to and walk her back home. Because clearly there is something wrong. You have to help her on her journey. Where is this? Like, how far is the portal? Like, duration? Or, like, farther. This will be unlike anything you've ever seen. Oh, well, fuck. We've seen some shit. One way to change that, then. Where is this portal? I'll take you there myself. Excellent. All right, so, just so you're aware, as it stands right now, this specific portal is one way. How are we going to get back in time? Condemned is going to stand up from his seat. How far is it? How many days walk is it? Due to the nature of the trial, it's always been a different amount, and it's not quite charted yet. Well, what's the longest somebody's taken, then? Yeah, can we get an average? Yeah, what's the average, sir? 140 days. 140 days? 140 days? That's not enough time. That's too long. No offense, Bullfur, but you're fucked. Like, you're off your rocker. This is the only way to save your mother. Okay, yeah, she's gonna be dead by the time 100 and- Oh my god. 140 days goes by, Okay. Do you take your mother for someone who is weak? 
No, but she said we needed to hurry, and I believe her. Do you understand her measurement of time? Uh, yeah, the sun goes down and then it goes up. What's your measurement of time, caveman? <laughs> that is your measurement of time. Yeah, that's how everybody measures time, bud. I, and she brings out her starmet, and she shows him the stars. I know exactly what time it is better than most people. As you bring up your star map, because you're in a different area than you're used to, and the magic that is connected to all these different portals, your star map is much larger than you expected it to be. You can see massive, massive, massive difference in what you see. And very, very, very far east, there is a small glowing red star in this map. Do I do I know things about this star? No, but he looks at your star map and he says, oh yes, we have uh, one more person in our employ who can do that as well. That is an indicator of someone with flame. Whoa. That is most likely where your sister is. And that is the location at which you are going. So Morum does the red dot? Yes. Uh, well, that's handy. Or maybe someone else we know who has, we have been told has flame. But hopefully your sister. Well, do we need rations? Do we need food? Do we need our lizards? We certainly would benefit from our lizards, I think, yes. We need Alex, Xander. Rations would also be useful. If we are measuring this in uh, many days, then some preparation would most likely be of more benefit to us than moving, uh, what is term? Helter Skelter? <laughs> Fuck, that's good. God damn it, that's too funny! Okay. <laughs> As for your lizards, it would probably be best to leave them here. They won't be acclimated to the climate at which you will be experiencing. Uh, run that by me again? They will not be suited to the environment that you will be experiencing. You would be effectively bringing them to die. Fair enough. What do you mean by not suited for the environment? Eli reaches into his back pouch and takes out this small little, looks like a coin purse, and just... Walks up to you and just like, do you stick out your hand at all? If it looks like you're trying to give it to him, then yeah. And he just pours the pouch upside down and it's just filled with sand. Pocket sand. <laughs> Throw it in his face. <laughs> That's what this pouch is for, yeah. <laughs> Perhaps I am unused to your elven vials, but I have no idea what this is supposed to mean. It's very cryptic. Yeah, what is what is happening? Do we eat it? Do I know what sand is? If I had visions of deserts and sand and stuff? No. I know what beaches are. You know what beaches are. I'm going to be a surfer, dude. <laughs> Where we are going, the harsh frozen wastes are replaced with unbearable heat. Burning grounds of dry, waterless dirt. There are no vegetation that will help you sustain your life. What's vegetation? Like trees. Oh, no trees, no plants, nothing. I mean, there never there never is. <laughs> uh, Eli, these three, the only one who knows anything seems to be this one in the middle here. Uh, the other two, they don't have that out there on the ocean. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I didn't know what vegetation is, but I know what trees are now. They're not as terrifying as they sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't hurt. They're really nice. So are you saying that there's plants out there? Bad ones, dead ones, dry ones, but yes. No, but like in other places, like other than the desert. <laughs> yes. There's plants out there, you guys! Okay, this isn't the time. We have to go. <laughs> yes. One thing at a time. <laughs> Last time I got excited about going to a place, we got kidnapped and had to fight to the death. In a skin tent. In a skin tent. Blech. A burnt skin tent. Not the fun kind of skin tent, like a burning man. What does that mean? 
mean? No, I want to stand on that for a second. What does that mean? It a means an orgy flirting? tent. Gross. Gotcha, Ew. Perfect. That's so many fluids. Listen, you don't know that there's anything going on in the tent because the sound of the tent flapping in the wind sounds like other things. Yeah, if you're doing those things wrong, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if your tent sounds like, oh, God, oh, God, yes, then maybe you need a new tent, okay? I rigged up my zipper. (laughs) 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 So Balfour Balfour snaps his fingers and uh, he says, uh, all right, you get them rations. Uh, I'm going to get them all something. He gestures to someone else outside. Uh, You take them to the the desert portal. We need our uh, we need our buddy. We need a little fella. Well, do you have a way to get into contact with him? Yeah. Yeah, we gave him a rock. I don't know. Time is tight. Uh, maybe we oh, should. But we should at least let him know. I'm just gonna tell. I'm just. I'm gonna tell him to be safe. Okay. I open. I take out. I take out my my rock. I activate the sending zone, and I'm like, "Hey, bud. Uh, we're going to the desert. We'll be back in like a thousand, like a hundred and something days. Um, keep ev- keep try to keep everyone safe if you can. I'd really appreciate it." Just stalk my my Kama for a while. Make sure she. Okay, you ran out of words a while ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He says, uh, "All right, I'll be sure to keep everyone safe. I'm very fast. It should be simple enough. I love you. I'll see you when you." And then it cuts off. (laughs) Oh, I should have said that I love him. Yeah. I can send a message tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, after that, you are taken away by random dwarf number A, while Balfour goes off and finds some you stuff. You're telling me that this dwarf doesn't have a name? I want to know this dwarf's name. Oh, to Twitter we go. I demand a name. All right, we got, uh, okay. Uh, we got, this is a good one, actually. This is a name from Twitter, from people who use the hashtag BonePod. Uh, so you turn to this dwarf and he says, uh, hi, my name's Draken. Ooh, that's a cool name. Thank you, uh, at Draken8. Five eight five two nine two five. Oh, so we're not using his full name. <laughs> so Draken. So Draken. Uh, Draken says, uh, "Yeah, hi. I, I appreciate uh, you guys coming. It's very interesting. As I, I like meeting new people. It's always fun. Uh, but I was told by uh, Balfour to get you guys to the the desert portal quickly. So yeah, how old are you, bud? Three hundred and eight. Wow, that's that's old. A young man. Oh, you're young. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, how have you ever been up upstairs? Uh, no. I usually sucks out there. Oh, okay. Uh, I usually work the 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 forges. That's mostly what I do. Why don't any of you guys go upstairs? It sucks up there. Well, it's part of it's part of the deal. Let's talk more later. I mean, I want to know more. Like, you bury people? Sort of. But part of the deal is also that we can't talk about the deal. Oh, I was in a club like that once in high school. Yeah. yeah. We all beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> How do you not know it's Sandy's, but you have high school? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know social constructs. I only know dirt. <laughs> so, regarding those rations that we were told about. Uh, they are artificial. Magically created. Oh, sorry. I, I don't care about that. I mean, where are they? Uh, Balfour will come back with them. Fantastic. Okay, so, um, I know this is kind of inappropriate, but I really do want to say, like, big fan. You guys are the first non-dwarves I've met in a very long time. And you're also tall and... I'm not. Except for you. You're really you're really small. You're kind of us size. Yeah. Wait, what is the height difference between everybody? Sukukan is five feet tall. Oh, I'm huge. She baby. She was, she's malnourished and cold exposed as a child. Mm. And that'll do it. And then Goliath big, I assume. 
Yeah, condemned is average for a Goliath, so he's about seven and a half feet tall. Okay, okay. And I'm just a big fucking lizard. I have no idea how tall I am. I don't remember. Tall enough. <laughs> I think we established you're like six and a half foot. Was that it? I have I have the old man powers of being like hunched over all the time. So like, it's like, ah, he could be tall or he could just be like... Maybe six feet. He looks five nine, but he could be six three. <laughs> Actually, on his sheet, he's six eight. Damn. Oh my god, he's huge. He's taller than me. Holy fuck! Big tall old elf. Uh, so Draken eventually gets you guys to the uh the portal, and uh, soon after Balfour arrives, and they have uh, a bag full of very clattery, clangy things, and uh, he puts them on the floor in front of you, and he says, okay, so I know that this is going to be a little unusual, but these are weapons that were made with materials from around the world. So this might be cross-cultural misunderstanding, but you know we can't eat weapons, right? I'm aware. Don't worry. I'll get you the rations in a second. Are you hungry right now? <laughs> I'm the big guy, and I have one attribute now. Um, <laughs> can I can I give him a piece of like whatever food I have on me? Yes, you can give him some like. Can I give him a Snickers bar because he's not him when he's hangry? <laughs> Apparently, they took the dick vein off Snickers. What? Yeah. Well, I won't eat that. Isn't that bullcrap? <laughs> I don't want to pretend like I'm filleting a pretty guy. Jesus. There was a dick vein on Snickers. Oh, yeah, act like you didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> You've never sucked off a chocolate bar. I hate myself. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, I suck off dicks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a real man. Yeah. Yeah, like a man. Ooh, boy. <laughs> so what does this portal room look like? The portal room is pretty barren, actually, but the, uh, the portal itself is relatively small. Mostly, you don't even really seem like you would step through it so much as you would touch the top of it. You also can't see on the other side of it. Just like Valheim. What color is it? Is it purple? I've never played Valheim. I don't you know what? what? Sure. Yes, it's purple. Yes. So is it just like a classic portal looking thing? Like yeah. Like video games? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It just looks like a video game portal. Balfour puts this these things on the ground and... Uh, Opens up the, sh- the the sheet, and you can you guys can see an array of uh, weapons that you can pick, and all of them are made of metal. He says things are different uh, out there. Your weapons, as you have them right now, for the most part, except for except for that large sword that the the lizard woman has. She has a name. I we never got. I don't remember getting your names. You didn't ask. <laughs> lizard wo- woman is actually kind of fine. <laughs> all right, perfect. Except for that sword, though the that lizard woman has. They they would all break, honestly, out there. So we have these for traveling in those areas. Uh, you can see like all different kinds of uh, basic weaponry. And if you guys just want to pick up any sort of weapons right now, now's your chance. They are all made of metal or if they are like quarterstaves and stuff like that, they are made of wood. Is there a nice quarterstaff anywhere? Uh, there's a relatively nice quarterstaff. I'll take a quarterstaff also. Yeah. Is there a metal mall? Do we have the awkward moment of like grabbing the same quarterstaff? I, just like, I take it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's an awkward moment, but then she just snatches it. <laughs> awkward for you. Awkward for you, yeah. Yeah. You say awkward, I say opportunity. Like, I'm sensing some hesitation, and I'm taking advantage of it. That's my girl. <laughs> Local short girl takes advantage of old man. Uh, there is a uh, mall, yes. There's a big-ass hammer. Oh, I see think i want the mall just for fan art reasons you know <laughs> just to keep it right i love how aggressively maris has been denying the magical weapon that she got is my shit magic i didn't think it was i would assume it would be i don't think it was we have not explored it yet all you've done is have it because you rejected it immediately <laughs> yeah you were just like no connie you want this well okay in my defense i was very emotionally attached to my mall but i do think that i should be growing as a lizard in my own scales i won't take anything 
Unless there's like a fun trinket. No, it's just weapons. I don't want it. Can I get a crossbow? Uh, Yes, you can get a crossbow. Actually, no, you cannot get a crossbow. Crossbow's a little too intricate. I like how you can see the pout on Grimm's model right now. Mm-hmm. I also like how fucking pleased with herself she looks whenever she smiles. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll have a fucking bow. You can you can get a short bow for sure. Are you proficient with short bows? I don't know. No. Slings. Ooh, is there a slingshot? Can I have a slingshot like like Dennis the Menace too? No. But there is like a sling in that I guess you just I guess you could just have a sling. You just have like leather and like a little, a little like rock or ice chunk or whatever. Is there a shovel? Is there a shovel? Why the fuck would there be a shovel? It's an ice palace. It's an ice palace. I don't know, snow. Uh no, there is not a shovel. Can I get a javelin? <laughs> yes, you can get a javelin. I get three javelins. You can get three javelins. Does anybody else have anything that they want? Is there gauntlets? You know, like some Vi boxing gauntlets. No, because it's a bit of an unusual choice for weaponry, especially with dwarves who are, like, they forge things. Great. Is there any scimitars? Specifically, scimitars that are attached to each other? There's no dual-bladed scimitars. I can't take the javelins. It's above my carrying capacity. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I'll take the javelins for, for the little one that stole a step from me. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> I pick up, like, I like to imagine Sukun kind of sees all these weapons. She's like, I'm fucking taking advantage of this. She picks up all these things and she looks at her backpack and she's like, she like drops it because of her weak, like, like, like six strength. And she's like, I guess I'm not getting any new weapons. Sukun kind of literally taking as much as she can carry right now. Yeah, literally taking as much as I can carry it. <laughs> and knowing Sukun Kana, I bet that like she picked up a bunch of the javelins like realized that she couldn't fit them in her backpack. So and then condemned had to stop her from like removing rations from her backpack so she yeah. could fit the javelins. Yeah. I get rid of food and water. I can have one mace. In classic Sukunkana fashion, this is soon followed by the words Connie. <laughs> Yeah, so she splits her stuff up between the marshals. <laughs> I, I can carry anything extra. It doesn't appear there's anything here that I can use. At least three javelins. Um, Maybe an extra dagger. <laughs> so I thought to myself, I'm like, hey, I should really make Condemned like a set of magical gauntlets or something for some attack bonuses. But then I thought, no, no, no. You know what I should do? I should make some climbing boots for Maris. And look where I am now. About to go into a desert full of fucking magical creatures with damage immunities. Yeah, but I get like something on something that I never remember. So thanks. Something that's not going to be relevant in the desert. No, I get um I get advantage on like my first initiative or first hit attack. If you dig into the ice. Well, fuck me, dude. <laughs> this game sucks. <laughs> All right, so uh, Balfour stands up and he gives you a bunch of, like, gray nutrition bricks. You have 14 days each. We're going to be gone for 140 days. We're just going to be eating honey until we puke. Oh, man. This is what we can spare. You have to find the rest yourself. Time is of the essence, as you said. The way to work this is you put your hand on top of it. You all have to do it at the same time. And you speak the word go, and you will go to the location. Condemn touches the portal. Everyone touch. Touchy. Okay, I touch. All right, now. Remember, you have to speak the word go, and uh, you'll be teleported to where you need to be. On three or after three? Uh, one, two. Go? Wait. <laughs> go. <laughs> go. Oh, yeah. So two of you 
<laughs> immediately suck through this portal. Does Huya work? It means let's go in Smaha. No. The two of you are sucked through this portal, and as Sukukana and Eli witness it happen, it looks horrible and painful. It's like they lost a dimension as they were sucked through this gate. They seem to be folded, and they twist, and they spiral through, and then as they go through the purple area, they disappear. <laughs> kind of like that, yeah. Sukukana and Eli, <laughs> you are not portaled because you did not say go yet. <laughs> uh, go! Go. Okay, so in the order in which you guys have just said that, Eli, first you are sucked through, similar to how you were. Sukunkana, you are as well, after Eli. Does it hurt? Yes. Great. Part of doing it together is that you can disperse some of the effect on each other. Well, they should have explained it better. I thought we just had to touch it together. They explained it perfectly well. They didn't say it would hurt. If you did everything right, it wouldn't. Informed consent. Much like explaining to anything to most old people. Like It was, it was going to take like four more times before I maybe get it. Connie, Maris. Da. As you two arrive in your location, you seem to uh, feel as though you are gaining, regaining a lot of those extra dimensions that you lost as you went through this portal. And as you awaken in this new area, not awaken, but appear, everything around you is completely pitch black. Eli, you find yourself falling from the sky as you regain your new dimensions and you land in a large pile of sand. <laughs> I think both Condemned and Maris have dark vision. Uh, yeah, it's, it is nice and dark in there, but you can see enough. Am I on like a sand dune? Yes. I'm just going to roll. Uh, Sukunkana, soon after, you land right near where Eli did. <laughs> into a big pile of sand. <laughs> oh god, it's in my mouth. Connie and Maris, you guys look around and what you can see is a mass amount of bones and dust. There seems to be stringy, intricate sort of nets in the corners of the room, and there's large rectangles, like coffins, that are placed into slots in the walls. Oh, fuck. Do we see the other two? Nope. Cool. We're fucked. So we're in a room now, which is cool. Yes. Uh, can you describe the room to me? The room is... Are the walls stone? Are they tent flaps? What's the floor situation? Is it sandy inside? Yeah, I'm very inv- interested in the architecture. <laughs> Please. How's the interior decoration? Please tell me about the architecture of this world. You guys are obsessed. <laughs> what you are surrounded by in this square room with one single door in it. A door. It's about nine feet tall or so. Entirely stone room. Mm-hmm. The coffins are placed at a uh, three-tier system from floor to ceiling. And as you look around, there seems to be tributes and insignias on each different area, designating that the people in this three section are from one house and similar and similar and so on and so forth. Interesting. Peeking just around the corners of the door is an incredible brightness. Ooh. I'm going to uh, like nudge condemned and then just kind of like point at the brightness and then like make a little like walkie steppy with my fingers, point towards the light and then shrug (laughs) and then point to him and then me and then walkie walkie and then point to the light and then shrug. (laughs) Should we go to the light? I've been warned against that in the past, but no, Uh, I think we should wait a moment for uh, Sukun Kana and Eli first. Yes. Yeah. They, they should have came with us. On the other hand, if that looked as painful as it felt, I would not be surprised if Sukunkana required some motivation. Sukunkana and Eli, we're going to cut to you outside real quick. 
as he just like very slowly gets up. <laughs> Eli, your old bones, they feel the familiar comfort of the incredible heat that you are in your lifetime used to. He's just going to stand up, like stretch his back, kind of stand up to his full height. You just hear like that heavy, like <laughs> everything cracks. <laughs> oh my God. Sukun kind of starts taking off like her poncho and yeah. her overcoat. <laughs> Sukunkana, this is unlike any heat you've ever experienced, and you've been on fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> I love that description. <laughs> Eli takes his shmog off and kind of like takes his like heavy scarf, like kind of wraps the sand out of it, folds it in half to get ready to put on, and then hands it to Sukunkana. Uh, she basically what she does is she just takes off like her overcoat and everything. And is down to like, she got like a shirt on underneath that's like sleeveless. And then she just puts, she's like, no. And then she puts the, uh, cause the poncho isn't really warm so much as it is like, you know what I mean? Like a desert poncho. Oh, yeah. For the aesthetics. Can she wear her, de- can she wear her like poncho still? I think that it's still like a pretty thick poncho cause like everything around what you guys do is about keeping warm. Fine. It doesn't want me to be cute. Okay, she takes a scarf. I mean, it's 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 a scarf, like, it's a schmog, so, like, it could cover your entire body yeah. if you really wanted it to. Especially your body. She's so small. So small. Teeny, tiny little body. Uh, So they're outside. Is the sky there? As you take a little moment and look up, yeah, you can see the sky is blue, and also the sun is so big. It's difficult to look at. She looks around, and she's gonna look in, like, the opposite direction of the sun, because it hurts. Yep. Um, but she kind of, like, does a little twirl, and she, like, spins around, and she's like, this is... This is the sky! <laughs> it's here, and it's huge! Look at that! And she, she... I want her to scramble to the top of a dune. Athletics check. Hey. For sure. Yeah, that's fair. He's just gonna stand behind her and make sure she doesn't, like, tumble down have you ever scrambled to the top of a dune have you yes it sucks it's one thing i remember about like hearing about trekking in the desert is that just getting over the dunes is such a massive it's like trying to walk up powdered snow yeah it's truly the worst that is why so many uh movies and stuff they depict them walking on the top because that is actually more effective i roll a 13 i'm not gonna say that you can't make it you're just this takes you a long time and it's really difficult (laughs) but she's persistent so you're scrambling up this doom and you're you're persistent because this is an overwhelming emotional moment for you and as you eventually wind up at the top you can see farther than you've ever been able to see before just sand desert sky uh she kind of just looks over the horizon for a second and she says and summons her star map and wants to see where that red dot is uh what you can see as you summon the red dot is that it is due west and as you look west you also see there seems to be just a small, in comparison to how big everything is, just cube of stone. Old, old man, what's your name again? You can call me Eli. Eli, it looks like there's some kind of thing over there. Is that where we're going? God, would I know? <laughs> Eli, you uh, you know that in the desert there are often uh, like small crypts and mausoleums. This is one of them, and in modern day, uh, they are often used as safe havens. And this one happens to be where one of the portal goes, if you guys happen to uh, all go together. (laughs) What a concept. This is uh, a safe haven from the harsh wastes. We can stop in there, gather our bearings, and try to discern where your friends are. All right, sick. Um, I want to surf down the dune. (laughs) We finally Uh. did it. 
We're finally making it real. Yeah. I'm surfer dude sucking kind of. I'm going to turn this ocean into a beach. Yeah. What are you going to surf down on? Well, it's more like she's going to like, you know, stick her like feet out and like hold one hand down and just kind of slide down, you know, like journey style. You're going to have to give me another athletics check. Can't this be acrobatics? Why? Because it's like she's going to swerve around and be really cool about it. Yeah, athletics is more climbing up. Acrobatics is trying to look cool going down. Yeah, this is a dexterous maneuver. I was going to say, acrobatics is jumping, leaping, swinging. If I say she does a flip at the end. (laughs) 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 You you all come out of the safe haven and just find Suka cut at the bottom of the hill. Her spine just like crooked. (laughs) It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, truly. What happened? She did a flip. Yeah, all right. Give me an uh, acrobatics. I'm going to cast Guidance on myself and then go down the hill. Okay, I got 11 plus. <laughs> Shut up. I cast Guidance on myself, okay? And Guidance is a D4. And all my D4s always go missing. They all sink to the bottom of my dice bag. I'm just shoving my hand in until something stabs me. Ow. There you go. Found it. I got a four, so that's 15. Okay. All right, you do not fall. It is, this is competent sand surfing. It's cool. Fuck yeah. All right, describe to me how you do it with your with a, just a just a little bit of finesse, not a lot, just a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So she just puts her feet down and just slides down, does a little bit of a swerve, you know, like Breath of the Wild, a little bit, but like no jumps. Kind of like smoothly slides down at the bottom, right in front of the building. Nice. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Surfer dude, Sukunkana. At it again. <laughs> you hear just a little bit of conversation coming from behind the door. So you can kind of kicks the door. <laughs> like, are you trying to kick it open? No, she just kicks it like a knock, but she's just who she is as a person. You guys hear a poof. Well, actually, it's more like a... Because <laughs> she's so weak. Yeah. Condemned immediately gets into a fighting stance. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. Hello? <laughs> Careful. I don't know where Sukun Khan and Eli are, but surely they're looking for us. She starts bapping the door like... <laughs> <laughs> Hello? I take my sword out too, though. <laughs> uh, Sukun kind of takes a breath in to say something, and she's like... <laughs> because she's not used to breathing in this air. There's <laughs> a cough. She's like, boy, am I not talking here. <laughs> she baps more. I know that coughing. That's Sukun Khan. <laughs> I guess she opens the door. Ah, there you are. Uh, Sukun Kana, this door is so fucking heavy. It's made of stone. Okay, she she tries to open it a little. She goes, <laughs> no, and then she kicks it again. Condemned walks up and like tries to open the door. <laughs> uh, Condemned, you can open this door, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> she mind links. She's like, I need a visual on you to mind link. <laughs> oh. Ah. She also gets, she gets Eli in on the four-way call. Eli slides down the hill. He uses like he basically manifests the scimitar. He uses like a little fin, and he slides down the hill. It's way cooler than how Sukun kind of did. It. <laughs> it's just like you look back, and be like Eli's just being a cool old man, just like <laughs> just like there's like a wave behind you. <laughs> but guys, look at the sky though. Yeah, as look as soon as Condemned opened the door, he threw his arm in front of his eyes and like you know had to turn his head away. Like oh, the very typical like I just stepped into somewhere very bright. Thing. The fallout blinding, like yeah, 
it's literally the first time he's ever seen the sun and it's a fucking desert yeah Ugh. i'm gonna go out and like put my feet on the sand and it's like really warm right i assume yeah you're okay actually yeah i was gonna say i think i'm fucking ecstatic yeah i'm gonna lay down uh on my back and kind of make like sand angels and just kind of like shimmy into the sand a little bit further this is definitely your environs for sure holy shit guys oh Connie, this sucks. <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> oh, condemns the unit himself. Like, uh, do we really need to find more Omdu? But he doesn't say any. He doesn't say that. <laughs> Sukunkana is currently stuffing her poncho into Connie's backpack <laughs> 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 without asking or saying anything. <laughs> She's just putting her spare clothes in the bag. Of course she is. Connie, oh, it's it's warmer out here. How is that possible? Your armor, your clothing, it is awful. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely the next step in this. Maris, yours is fine. Oh, fuck yeah, it is. You are totally good. I'm perfect. Sukunkana, your armor also sucks. Hey, I took off. I don't even know if I wear armor. Do I? You should. (laughs) Am I too young to retire? Because I want to live in this sand. I have leather armor on. Oh, that's sweaty. But retire. Uh, retire is when you just give up on life. <laughs> just done. You just lay down. Uh, you can you can do that after we find more undo, maybe. Uh, speaking of Akishnuchus, and she summons her star map again. She's like, she's west from here, according to this. Uh, as you open your map, you also see that it has expanded even more, and you're able to see even more at a time. Uh, what else do I see? You can basically see every place that you were and where you are now. So you can Google see... Maps, bitch! Holy shit! Whoa! You can see a path from where you are to home. And maybe it would take 140 days. Maybe it would take less. That depends on what happens along the way. But you see a like a like basically a direct path line connecting from stars to where you've been. So this is Thrive. And she points at a cluster of stars over where Thrive is. And this, she like points at a line and goes all the way, all the way, like Google Maps, like like finger swipes through the whole area is where we are. <laughs> oh, please tell me that this part, uh, sand, it ends soon, yes? I, I, I don't know. I just see the stars. <laughs> uh, condemned, takes off his backpack and like puts it to Tsukunkana so she can continue shoving her stuff inside of it because <laughs> he's accepted his fate. She does. And he's going to start stripping off his armor and what he's going to basically start doing is to take off the armor and then take off as much clothing as he can while still leaving a layer of you know, some kind of textile between his armor and his bare skin, because otherwise you get real fucked real quick. Mm-hmm. Does Condemn look visibly hot? <laughs> Man's just visibly sweating, that's for sure. Could I take a little, like, excess water and make a little mud? Basically, as he's, like, down to the bare minimum, do some mud on the back of his shoulder blades and then, like, his, like, triceps and stuff like that in the back of his neck. I, I feel like Eli would be aware that that would cool you down. And, like, help keep you cool for a number of hours? Yeah, pigs do that. Uh, I think that it would be, like, best to suggest that in character. No, I'm just saying, like, I was just going to start doing that. I was just going like, to, walk up and just be, like, that weird old man just start rubbing mud on you. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, eh. Condemned you seem to not be dealing with the heat well. May I suggest something? Condemned is in the process of, like, trying to roll up slash maybe rip off his sleeves I'm open to suggestions. It'll be uncomfortable, but 
as he like pours some water in the, into the sand, mixes up some a little like hole of mud, and then kind of starts scooping it into his hands. Cover yourself, your arms, the back of your shoulders, your neck, and even your chest. It'll keep you cool for a number of hours. Done. <laughs> as the mud starts to crack, it'll allow you to sweat without losing too much water. Condemned is taking notes. <laughs> Maris is buried up to her neck in sand, and she was just going <laughs> to yell like, yeah, take it off. <laughs> Does she have sand boobs? Oh, duh. Just the largest of sand titties. And while she's making the sand titties, she's yelling at Condemned. Take it off. Whistle, whistle. Your one sand bosom is larger than the other. Yeah. It's, that's natural, baby. <laughs> this is a recreation. Yeah, don't you worry. I, I, I cut them off before, but like, if you can do it for moments at a time. Wait. Because you said that Maris cut her breasts off at some point because they were getting in the way, right? Did I? Yeah. Yeah, you said that you you said you had top surgery scars. Like a major character thing. Oh, I'm so cool. <laughs> yeah. So now you've got fake sand titties. Like, oh, I remember when I had lizard titties. <laughs> <laughs> Why not give yourself sand titties? <sighs> Hello. I've only got man boobs, but I feel like women boobs would probably be greatly improved by the ability to turn them on or off. Oh my god, yes. God, you don't even fucking know. Huh. You, just, you have like a switch below your rib, and you. I like my titties, but they're very manageable. Uh, Sukun kind of is going to put some wet dirt on her body also. Yeah, Condemned strips down naked and starts putting the fucking mud on him. He's just going to like pat him on the shoulder between your thighs, trust me. Sukun kind is going to go stand on the other side of the building. <laughs> um, How is Sukun kind of wearing the scarf? Um, like just kind of like like a winter scarf, like kind of like wrapped. Probably around just her like life. loosely around her head. Okay. He's basically just going to help like desertify everybody. All, all the homies. Yeah. yeah. Adjusting their clothes, things like that. Taking scraps of cloth and, and making a desert veil for condemned, stuff like that. It's the beach episode and these are our beach outfits. <gasps> Everybody gets swimsuits. We look like the cast of the 1996 The Mummy. <gasps> God, yes. Caused by sexual panic for everyone. Fuck I yeah. mean, you could just say Uncharted. People, it's the same thing. <laughs> no. Dude, no, it's not. Are you fucking kidding me? He's not the same. Nathan Drake is a beloved dumbass. Mm-hmm. But Brendan Fraser is a different beast. Brendan Fraser, baby. That entire cast made me question a lot of things. It also made me think that I would run into scarab beetles a lot more in my life than I have. Nothing's impossible. It could still happen. I mean, we're in the desert now. Nuh-uh, ew. Eli starts putting on his, like, other scarf and, like, wrapping himself to keep his face shielded from the sun because he's old enough already. He doesn't need to sun age. Yeah. So you can kind of, I guess, she can put on her kakin mask. Oh, that's cool. Like, wearing a skull? That's just cool desert aesthetic. Fuck yeah. We're so cool. We're so cool, guys. Kasukin Khan is also going to get out her quarterstaff and use it as a walking stick. Fuck yeah. I was, I was going to say, he takes his stick and he starts walking with it, kind of just observing these snowbound people adjusting to the desert. Yeah, as as, as Sukun Khan has got the scarf wrapped around her and she's got the wolf skull and she's like really rocking that like journey vibe, the camera of the mind pans over to Condemned, who's like butt naked but just covered entirely in sandy mud. <laughs> It's like now like putting armor back on. Have you ever covered yourself in sandy mud? It feels great. Well, Condemned does not feel great now, but he feels much better. <laughs> Thank you, Eli. Uh, so for Sukunkana and Condemned, you guys are officially going to be heavily affected by the effects of extreme weather and stuff because this is all very new to you. So you guys are going to be doing the exhaustion mechanics and stuff that go along with this. Unless you properly voice to me that you're taking care of yourselves in regards to that stuff. I got an alchemy jub full broth. 
<laughs> all this time in the frozen desert and you know the extreme weather is not a problem but as soon as we and my cold resistant character moves to the desert now it's a thing great you guys lived there you guys grew up there you guys were adjusted i never went outside that's wrong that's true eli as you walk around and observe your new desert compatriots glass shows up behind you and you can feel his presence there and he says I can't believe these three are the ones that you're taking out here. You're just better than they are. They're they're going to hold you back and they're going to let you down. They're going to become a liability. And if you die because of them, it's going to be my head as well. The desert is a harsh place, Glass. But far too many don't understand its bite and its wilds. That needs to change. The world needs to understand that there's more than just the environment they were birthed into. For us to grow, to return to what once was, we need to teach what we know. Old age has made you too wise for your own good. And then he disappears. I'm about to throw hands with this man if I could hear him. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was like, fuck that guy. What a dick. He's super strong and capable. See, it's a, it's, a, it's a back and forth. Either I'm an asshole and I'm murdering children or whatever that was I killed last time. And Glass gets mad. Halfling. Oh, yeah, it was a halfling. That's like a child. Or I'm the reasonable one. But it's never at the same time. We never understand the balance of good cop, bad cop. Yeah. So you guys are all settled up a little bit more for your adventure. Uh, Eli has helped you out get a little bit more ready for your adventure. What do, fam? We should probably head towards the red dot, right? That's west. Yeah, we should start walking. I'm going to just start walking up the dune to get to the top, and then I'm just going to start walking across it. I'm going to create... Uh, I don't remember the fucking term for it, but um, basically I'm, I'm going to be like using my staff as I walk, not in front of me to climb, because I'm used to like clambering up dunes, but to level the sand to create little like swivels in the dirt footholds yeah just little swivels in the dirt that you guys can like walk up vice just going straight up the dune yeah so you can kind of also follow suit I, I assume you guys follow him up this way yeah yeah i can't assume we do much else i sat in the sand yeah condemned has to like tie some of his clothes to the outside of his backpack because he opens his bag to put his stuff in and he sees the entire closet that sukun kana is normally wearing has been jammed in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could have given us a warning. They could have. <laughs> they said it was hot. When they said hot, I thought they meant like, you know, regular hot. Like, your water won't freeze. But this is insane. He thought it'd be like minus four. <laughs> <laughs> Man, sure is hot out here, bud. Oh, oh she's a squirter. Holy shit, is it hot. Sure is hot out here, bud. Damn. So anyway, you guys get to the top of the dune and you start walking. I assume like the big camera pan around us while we're walking on top of the dunes for like 40 days. Of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Every like, I don't know, hour, I want to make sure that me and Condemned are having like a good swig of this broth in my alchemy jug. Good call. It's fair. You got you got broth for this day. You guys got a decent amount of uh, refrigeration. So I have eight gallons of broth. Quite a bit of broth. It can't possibly be good to sweat for this long. So that's part of it. Uh, while you guys are walking, we're going to have two things happen. First, we're going to do a constitution check for Connie and Sukunkana. It's a pretty low DC. You're looking for a 10. Put my dice away. Why would you put your dice away? We're playing D&D. Because we were role playing. <laughs> I got 19. 
Uh, 17. Okay, so you guys are able to stave off that first wave of exhaustion. <laughs> Effectively, I guess this is like a heat stroke almost. Heat exhaustion comes first. I've had that multiple times. It's awesome, right? It's confusing. Yeah, and then, Eli, you get to participate in a cool thing that we do sometimes called the Banes and Boons. Ah. Oh, God. This. Banes and boobs? I'm yeah, in. baby. It's when we all show our <laughs> What everybody is going to do is they're going to send Here's me- what you do. Uh, here's a pro tip for you, Nightmare. Say that it's a pit. Yeah, hole. Always say hole. hole? Yeah, always say pit. <laughs> pit. Yes, that's what you do. In the first three episodes, I think it was episode three, uh, these three idiots all decided they're going to have a good thing that was all a random good thing, and then all three of them said a hole. And, of course, I rolled a hole. I said chasm for the record. All right, so everybody send me in a DMs a bane and a boom. Tumbleweed goes by. Okay, stop saying it out loud. The point is that it's a surprise. Yeah, but wouldn't it be funny? If- that could be a bane, actually, if Sukun Kana just has us follow the tumbleweed. <laughs> a plant! Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to think of bad things in the snow, but in the desert, hell yeah. I like Marilyn like struggles sometimes to like come up with a thing. But then, like, when she has, like, a fucking moment of inspiration, she gives me, like, a thousand. That's ADHD, baby! <laughs> <laughs> So what's the beans and moons so... we got? How many of us put quicksand? Oh, shut the fuck up. Just let me do my job. <laughs> quicksand, so smart. Hold on, I gotta write something real quick. So the four of you, as you continue along your path, you are getting closer and closer. You feel like uh, you could be at your location within probably about three days. Eli, they've been uh, using your tent as they've been traveling and stuff because yours is the only one that is suited for this kind of environment. The rest of them are, they retain heat too well. So as you've been going, everybody give me perception check real quick. Every once in a while, Condemn just has to like pull his his chest plate like away from his chest and pour a little bit of water on it. 19. Nice. I got a perfect middle ground of a 10. 18. I got a 12. Okay, so Sukunkana probably in front, right? Because she's leading the pack? Probably after Eli. Okay. Sukunkana doesn't quite see this, but Eli, you notice something a little bit familiar in front of you. It's a problem that we as boomers and zoomers alike have all thought would be much more of a problem as adults than it is. Quarksand! <laughs> in, in cartoons and stuff, you're like, oh man, we've accidentally stepped into some quicksand. It's, it's a little different. This is a massive detour that you would be taking around this gigantic pit of quicksand. Marching order is what? I believe you, Sukunkana, and then it would be Maris, and Connie would be taken up the rear. I'm very going to slowly just, you know, knock, knock the wind out of her, just kind of like raise my walking stick. She hits your walking stick with her walking stick gently. Yeah. She thinks it's a game. She does it again. <laughs> Hold on. I need, I need to roll a dice to decide if I'm going to do something. <laughs> I will not do something. You're gonna beat her up? No, I was gonna take her legs out from under. <laughs> that would be so funny though. Glasses. Do it. He does not. But that'd be funny. Does the Aaron Jaeger like above my yeah. beside my head? Do it. Maris is on the other shoulder. Do it. <laughs> They're both wearing team intrusive thought jerseys. Yeah. You see the discoloration of the sand. All that there. It's quicksand. You'll sink. The more you move, the deeper you will begin to fall. Well, that sounds awful. It's not a pleasant death. So, we should go around then. 
It'll be a considerable detour. Yeah. So is death. How long of a detour? <laughs> Can we just like run through it? Uh, it'll cost you about another, probably about an extra day or two. An extra day? Can If it's quicksand, can we just like be quicker and run over it? <laughs> In theory, yes. Give me a uh, survival check, nightmare. 15? Okay. You do know that it's not always consistent since you haven't stepped on it. There are no footprints on it. This may be a hardened over section of quicksand i'm just gonna take my stick and just go like and like smack the top of it as you do so you feel it sink in but uh this far out from the middle seems like it could be okay you could walk in here but this is much larger than you're typically used to this is a massive like lake-sized quicksand pit if it is more than a day wide then it would be fair to assume it is a day long yes even if it would be quicker to go over uh, such a thing, I suspect it would be incredibly dangerous. Could be wider than it is long. Yes, it is possible. However, I do not like to gamble on such things. Uh, wait, how long was the delay? A day. A day? I feel like we can sacrifice a single day for our safety. I mean, considering it's gonna be like a hundred and fucking ton to get back. I mean, it could be less, but even then... Does it does it look like it goes on for like a while? It looks like it goes on for quite a while. Okay. And the estimation is an extra day. You, it could be longer. You may have to go even farther. What's at the bottom of the quicksands? Death. <laughs> Suffocation. Oh, okay. I think Kendama does right. I think it might be best to go around. Not chance it. We've died for stupider things. And then I look at Sukunkana. <laughs> she doesn't look back. <laughs> Pointedly. <laughs> I feel bad that as the tank, I'm the only one who hasn't died yet. Am I doing a bad job? You did once. You death saved at least once. Yeah, he's, he's death saved. At least once, yeah. But I didn't actually die. You've never been thrown into the air as a penguin or murdered because somebody refused to heal you. <laughs> That's true. Not refused, just forgot. I turned to condemned. How strong are you? Very. He pulls out a, a rope out of his bag and he like begins to tie it like around himself and then hands it to condemned. If I drown, well, pull me back. As he starts walking across. Uh, this is so smart. I'm just going to see how sturdy that sand is. It's pretty sturdy. I just rolled for sand sturdiness, and the sand got an 18. Damn, that's sturdy as fuck. <laughs> as far as you walk out, the sand is sturdy as fuck. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep walking until it feels precarious. I realized I didn't even have to tie a rope around myself i could have just swapped places with glass but hey whatever this is cooler <laughs> this is funnier only up to like 30 feet though true i mean we, we are essentially testing something that by the sounds of it goes as far as we can see which i assume is like on a desert probably a couple of kilometers and we're like ah the first 50 feet of this rope feels good so <laughs> that's probably indicative of the whole thing right <laughs> I mean, we could just have him go 50 feet in front of us while we follow behind him, like some kind of sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, I'm old. It's fine. <laughs> He's like a weird metal detector. Upon deliberation, you go about 25 feet or so, and you uh, start to sink alarmingly fast. Condemned yanks back. Uh, give me an athletics check. I got a nat 20. Okay, nice. Okay. <laughs> you you yank him so hard that his spine breaks and he like he fucking uh, tacos his way all the way to you guys. <laughs> These things do not happen. Uh, you pull him with a safe, firm grasp as uh, his feet seem to just pop out of the quicksand fairly quickly. I kind of want to like yo-yo him back though. What I would like to do with my nat 20, if the DM is so kind, is to just like pull 
hard enough that he like flies back and condemn just like catches him just just because it's fun i'm gonna say yes yes because like effectively like you are like fucked up like offensively strong Mm -hmm. so like you get you are at a point where you could like have him on this rope and fucking bola like hammer toss this dude i mean yes (laughs) if only my character who's lived in a ice tundra her whole life knew mold earth (laughs) (laughs) she does not she doesn't when you long rest you can swap out one cantrip fucking let's long rest and let's do it (laughs) my owl here tells me that we should sleep yeah i'm gonna swap out some of my spells we should have a nap uh let's have a rest has it been long one more day now it's a long rest huh We've been traveling for days. You've been traveling for days. You you guys can call it if you want. Let us rest on the outside of this quicksand. I've got some spells that can help if uh, we wanna, but we should get off of this quicksand first. Oh, for sure. (laughs) You can help if you wanna. Uh, I mean... We can cast some spells again. We can can cross the sand and get real bland. Get through this land if we... <laughs> get more sand. Get more sand. If we would need to wait for an extra day, in any case, we may as well attempt to circum not circumcise, circumnavigate, <laughs> circumnavigate the pit. Yes, or the quicksand. I guess we could try and see how long it takes us, and then in the morning see if we could just walk over it. Or maybe just you know try and walk around. In any case, as you said, this is going to be a quite a long journey. There's no need to risk ourselves on fixant. Can we check the map real quick just to see how far Morumdu is now? Though mm. is the is the light still the same brightness and stuff? Uh, as you open it up, it looks like you have about six days travel. Oh, but the light is still like the same. Like it's not like different. Be an investigation check. I roll a ten again. Uh, it looks the same. So uh, you guys are going to go... I, I think the plan is that you guys are going to try to go around and at the very least wait until Sukunkana can uh, rejigger some of her spells. Yeah. E. So you find yourselves perched on a uh, dune that seems to, at the very least, circumnavigate this area. You uh, go along your path. You camp down for the night. And uh, you get a call on the sending stone. Does it make like a little ring noise? <laughs> I, I answer it. Hey, uh, Sukunkana, it's me, Alexander. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that giant parts, it's, uh, there seems to be something that was inside of, and then he stops. That's enough. That's too many. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sukunkana responds, uh, hey, Alex, I love you. Uh, we're in the desert. That means there's sun. Uh, one second. And she stops the message. She sends back another one. Uh, so he can respond to this one. Doesn't that, isn't that how it works? Like each one can send one message. And then you can. Once re- per yeah. long rest. Yeah. Oh, is it? So yeah, I, I, he can oh. send one to her, and then she can send one to him, mm-hmm. and then you can each respond once to it. Yeah, and then she sends another message. She's like, uh, "What was I cut off? Something about inside the body?" Right. They found a uh, smaller person inside the body. Seemed to be controlling it somehow. I was pretty shocked myself. And and then the message cuts off. Also, can we just all take a moment to congratulate Sukun Connex? I'm pretty sure that's the first time she's corrected me on a rule. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitch, what's up? Yeah, we play D&D, Look at bitch. me. No one had to play D&D. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll never happen again. <laughs> Sukunkana has been painfully exhausted. All these, all these emotions going on. You've been 
very stressed out about your mom, but uh, you find yourself able to take on one watch during the night. You're outside of the tent right now, looking around. The stars are lighting up the uh, desert and the sky. I think she just, like, since she's come to the desert, she just takes some time to just look at the real stars of the real sky. Yeah. You know? Because it's one thing to have a little holographic version of the stars. It's another thing to see the actual real sky. This bitch has not slept under a tent for the entire time we've been here. (laughs) Yeah. You look across the sky, and you can see that there are constellations, and there are a few discrepancies from what you can see versus what you remember from your map. Uh, I, I also like, you know, like she's been like, you know, charting the stars in her book probably all this time and noting the discrepancies. She doesn't really know what it means. I, as a person that exists in the world today, assume it just means that she's at a different spot on the earth, on the planet latitude, you know, because constellations kind of just look different depending on where you are on the planet. But I guess I can do a, I don't know, a history and in a think, a good think about it. Nature check, maybe. Can you give me... A reach beyond. A what? A reach beyond. Okay, I can do that. I got eight plus seven. Okay, Uh, that's enough. You feel compelled to check this because some force beyond you is requesting it. There's a degree of separation between where you were in the frozen wasteland and where you are now in the scorching desert. It feels like in your home and thrive and continuance. People were surviving. People were fighting to live. People were desperate to continue and maintain the way they've existed. They want things to be better, and they want to grow, and they want to have children, and they want to do their best to maintain the way that they've been living and improve everything that they've had. Out here, it feels different. The scorching desert doesn't hold hope or life it feels like the scorching desert is a inhospitable, death-filled environment. And it feels wrong to be here. It feels like no matter what happens, the ocean, it, it sucks, it's terrible, it feels wrong, but it's survivable, it's livable, it's where people can maintain themselves. But here, here is where they could really use some change. And then your watch ends. I think, like, Maris probably is the one who comes out at that point. I want to say I dug a huge hole with my mold earth for fun also. <laughs> sure. Oh, hell yeah. Sit and pit. Just, like, away from camp. There's just a new, like, pile of fucking sand and a big hole. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, a pit for, a pit for me? <laughs> nice hole. I dug it with my bare hands. Deception check. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, boy. Got a seven. Oh, that's super cool. <laughs> That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're you're thriving out here. That's awesome. Yep. I am. Um, how are you doing? Bad. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I'm just really worried about Kama and Kasu. I'm worried that she doesn't like me anymore. Why? I don't know. I haven't seen her since I left, and, you know, I was kind of a jerk. I'm pretty sure that's what sisters are for. I don't I don't have any, but from what I've seen. Yeah, but I don't know. I just want her to come home. I don't want to go home. I don't like it here. There's not even any plants. I was promised plants. What if we, well, I mean, we might find some. You know, I can talk to plants if I want to. Fuck off. Yeah, I can. Trees? Yeah. Could you talk to the carrot? 
god! <laughs> Did you talk to the carrot when we ate it? <laughs> Maybe it could! <laughs> <laughs> I can't let it go. That is where we gotta end it. That's awesome. That's so good. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 17 of Tales of Bone and Ice, starring Grimhilda as Sukunkana, Marilyn as Maris Terrasit, Kander as Condemned, Nightmare as Eli, and myself, Brian Sherwood, as the DM. Music and editing done by Chelsea Love with additional editing done by Brian Sherwood. Our Christmas break was nice and restful and we're excited to keep bringing you more to buy with the new year. With Arc 2 wrapping up soon, we are always looking for more names to use for NPCs, so keep on using that hashtag BonePod on Twitter so you can wind up in our wonderful little world. Thanks again, and remember, stay hydrated. It's never a bad idea. We didn't do an introduction for this episode. I just realized. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because Brian's going to go back and do that later. I just realized we didn't introduce Nightmare. I... That's funny. <laughs> I'm a little lad. All right. I think that we'll, like, finish up the episode and then just record an intro <laughs> at the end. No, no, no. We should do it now, and we should not wait until the new place. <laughs> we could get Nightmare to do it. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I could I could record something real quick. You, you, you want Christopher Walken to intro your episode? Got you. <laughs> hey, it's Christopher Walken. <laughs> hey, it's me. Well, it's the Tales of the Bones and the Ice. Welcome to Tales of Bones and Ice. I can't believe a white man is doing an impersonation of Christopher Walken in my podcast. I know. It's it's amazing. Marilyn, can you give us a Susan You Betcha real quick? Oh, it's Tales of Bones and Ice, don't you know? <laughs> we're, just a, we're just a couple of small town guys in the big city. <laughs> have you seen the TikTok of Wisconsin Dirty Talk? No, I have not. <laughs> You know, I saw it so, like four people sent it to me, and I can't get the whoop. I came <laughs> out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like that, don't you? Oh, give that to me. Oh, 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 that's a big one. <laughs> you know what? I've changed my mind. Let's just cut out the past four minutes, stick that into the front of the episode. <laughs> And make that the that's intro. The, that's the cold open for sure. Get up all on this whiskey. And then we just have Marilyn saying, I just realized we forgot to do the intro. And then it fades out. And then it fades back into him saying, oh, I came. <laughs> <laughs>